Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Protecting Nest Podcast on the Basketball Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings. Trying to get back to live and local, but today we're in my part-time studio, full-time living room, just coming to you with some notes on game day. The Pelicans are hosting the Orlando Magic. It's going to be their only home game of the preseason, and it's also going to be only one that is broadcast by the team on Bally Sports, their new partnership there. Hopefully, we're going to get everything worked out so all Pelicans fans can can watch all the games, whether it be home or away this season. Uh, if you can't catch it on TV, if you're riding around, ESPN Radio New Orleans 100.3 FM, I'm sorry, that's where you can catch it, listen to it, and all the action with one of the best radio groups. We got Joel, we got Graffinini, we got everybody coming back, and it should be a good time. Pelicans are trying to get their first win of the preseason. They're going to try and do it without Brandon Ingram, who's out with a knee contusion. Jackson Hayes is out after twisting his ankle in the first game. Obviously, Zion Williamson is out. But Jonas Valanciunas will be back to try and support this team, try and support the young bucks as they go at it with Devontae Graham. Kind of more of a leadership role. And then we see how Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kyra Lewis Jr., Trey Murphy III, and Herb Jones step up with bigger minutes and a higher usage rate. And we can really see some more of their growth this preseason, which is always nice. It doesn't matter about the record. We've went, we've went undefeated in the preseason before, and we never won a 34th game. So, past that, Pelicans fans, let's get into all the action. I'm going to break down some of the game and look at... We talked about this last podcast, the player pairings that I'm looking at throughout the season. And today, we're going to obviously start with the name pairing that we have. That's Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. So let's start with the game. Looking at what we're going to actually see with the players available. Uh, again, Devontae Graham in a leadership role. He's going to be paired up mainly against uh, the Magic's Jalen Suggs, who's really trying to you know, round out his form in the same way that Lonzo uh, did for the Pelicans. Uh, it didn't really work out for Lonzo. He got shipped off. Jalen Suggs is trying to grow into a leadership role with the Magic. He's a good all-around guard, but he's a rookie. He's going to have to do a lot in the next few years to really – jump into maybe that top 15 guard conversation. Same for Graham's got to do a lot just to get into the sixth man of the year conversation if that's going to be his role. But no matter what, I want to see Graham take care of the ball tonight. I want to see him defend Suggs well. Uh, Rookies always have a little bit of a transition unless they're like a John Morant, Zion type. Suggs, uh, we should find out if he's that or not. If he can, Devontae Graham's like the uh, gatekeeper in boxing. If Suggs can come out and immediately start doing things to to some of the more established veterans in this league the magic will have a good you know good talent on their hands they'll, they'll have done something with their draft finally but we need the pelicans to show that graham was a smart free agent uh pick up this offseason and he can start by doing that tonight when zion and bi aren't going to be in the lineup and Devonte graham can really take over and and start showing what he can bring to this team uh in all aspects, not just in a supporting role, but if if both guys are down or if it's a big moment, he needs to step up because he's got the matchup. Tonight's one of the matchups where he can he can really make himself look nice. Now, same for Garrett Temple and him showing what he can provide for this team, going against Gary Harris. Gary Harris isn't nothing to be scared of. I don't know why everybody wanted to trade for him a few years ago. But in this game, Garrett Temple will probably just be a placeholder for Zion and as long as he can operate and function went into the offense and shows he's getting it, I think that'll do a lot to gain Willie Green's confidence. 
We won't see Brandon Ingram versus Terrence Ross. We'll see what this team does and what the, how the Pelicans go at looking at Ross because Ross can score. He can't really shoot the lights out the ball uh, out the gym. Ingram shoot the cover off the ball from three, but he can score. Uh, Ingram would have been able to match him on the offensive end, going bucket for bucket. We, again, we won't see that, but that's that's just again room for Nikhil, Kyra, Trey Murphy, and Herb to step up. Looking at maybe shutting down their their next best option in Franz Wagner. We'll leave that to Najee Marshall and Josh Hart. I want to see how those two can interact and defend and, and, and also help on the offensive end. Like now that, again, Zion, B.I. is out, everybody will have a chance tonight to up their usage rate and really show how they expanded their game on the offensive end because they're going to have the space to do it. They're not going to have the, the power vacuum that will exist because Zion and Ingram's not there. And then Jonas. I, I hope with Jonas Valanciunas coming back, looking at Wendell Carter and how he's going to bang with him. Those big bodies are going to be fighting for a lot of position. There should be a lot of shots tonight. Should be a lot of rebounds up for grabs. Should be a lot of it, looking at a guard-heavy lineup, a lot of pick and roll, pick and drives. And it, I'm glad to see Jonas is back. I want to see just the basics of how they're going to use him in this offense, especially especially since the only starting unit really or starting duo, starting pairing is going to be Graham and Jonas. How is their pick and roll going to look tonight? And how much will they need to work on that going forward? How much space will there be for that action in this offense? And likewise, how will they defend the pick and roll? Either way, I'll be excited to see everybody in the blender tonight, the Smoothie King Center, all the fans coming out. I don't expect it to be a full house with a preseason game. If y'all are listening to this beforehand on your ride home, you ain't got nothing else to do. Hey, tickets are just a few bucks. If you follow me on Twitter, doing it Dodson or at Unfiltered Dunks to protect the Nest Podcast official account. Just liking and retweeting everybody that's out there with the Pels 12, saying they got tickets for tonight. They're giving them up. Most people's for free. Somebody wants to throw some out there. I'll even throw some Jackson Hayes rookie cards into the mix just to uh, just to you know bring some goodwill to everybody that's trying to hook up people with tickets. Maybe you're not in town yet. Maybe you just got things to do and it's a preseason game and you're just waiting for the 20th when we can play the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and hopefully Zion is back healthy. So guys, before I get into breaking down the Zion and BI pairing and everything I'm looking for and watching this season, let me tell you what we're doing with DraftKings and the Basketball Podcast Network. One, it was branched off from the Hockey Podcast Network. And we kind of linking up with them because hockey's back, same as basketball. And DraftKings Sportsbook has got an unbelievable offer. You can bet $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team in that game scores a goal. So if you want to bet some stuff on the Pelicans and you don't really want to throw up the 100 bucks, just go bet a dollar on a hockey game. And as long as they score one goal, which usually happens, you win $100 in free credits. And then you can just parlay that action with the Pelicans and Saints all year long. Run that up. And, hey, there you go. You're paying for Christmas or you got some Mardi Gras money. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This is this week. One puck in the nets. Nets you one big C-note. Promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, only one per new customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash 
sports book for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. But look, the biggest bet the Pelicans are making this season, now that we back from that little quick ad, is that Zion and Brandon Ingram are going to carry this team to the playoffs, and they're going to have to do it not only by averaging 55-60 a night, both of them high 20s, both of them leading this team on that end. They're going to have to do it with defense. I mean, looking at the Minnesota game, I already said it in the last podcast, it looked like a few years ago, Brandon Ingram could not body up anybody on the low block. I mean, even a guard like Drew Holiday would have backed him down. And now it looks like he has the muscle on him, at least upper body-wise and in them biceps, that I would not have had a problem with putting B.I. on Cat, on Carl Anthony Towns last game. You know, in a regular season. And we're going to play the T-Wolves. We played them little Timber Pups twice in the first four games. Both of them at their house, back-to-back. That's going to be one of them. Hey, look, Zion's, he might be back for opening night. He's, he's, he, he may play in back-to-backs this season. We don't know how the team's going to treat that. And I don't want to go too far out there speculating that they are going to do one or the other. But it ain't no speculation to, to say that he's not going to be 100%. Just because he's not doing the same cardio and fitness as everybody else. It's going to take Zion a good six weeks to get into some sort of basketball shape. Because right now, in practices and before and after games as far as workouts and stuff like that, he's just doing a couple dribbles with the ball, pass off. A couple dribbles with the ball, pass off. He's still doing a few things on the bikes and the low impact and no impact end. So his cardio is not going to be the same. His feel for the game is not going to be the same. It's going to take Zion some time to get used to playing with this team and with his body, especially coming off yet another surgery and being so far behind everybody on the developmental curve as far as both cardio, uh, chemistry on the court, and just understanding what Willie Green's going to want him to do when he's not playing the point Zion role and just making things happen. That's a great way to get through the regular season, but eventually in close games, you're going to need more of a plan than let Zion cook. This ain't James Harden or Steph Curry. Zion's not there yet. His game's not suited to that range yet. It may never be. This team's going to need something else on the X's and O's chalkboard to help Zion ease into this while the Pelicans are still getting wins. They can't start off this season slow. They can't put themselves behind any eight ball chasing a 10 seed. That just can't happen. And again, that starts with Zion and B.I. scoring the ball, but it also starts is solidified on the defensive end. And what kind of leap can Zion take on defense this year? I mean, he he's shown he could play offense young. He showed in at Duke he could, you know, swat some balls coming off of the weak side. He could get some steals while also averaging in the NBA, you know, 25, 26 a night. I think once he gets healthy, he'll bump it up and flirt with 27 or 28. Eventually, him and Ingram will both be above 26 points a game. And when they do that for 82 games in a season, it's going to be unstoppable. But they're not there yet. Zion has not been the same force on the defensive end in years, really since since college when he was, you know, just better than everybody else, bigger than everybody else, more explosive than everybody else. He was just – there's a reason he was the number one pick. And now that he's playing against people that can match him – He's not showing that same guile and intelligence to get some of those blocks and steals without chasing them, and that leaves him exposed in other areas. Zion's not averaged a full block or steal in any of his first two seasons. That's got to be something that comes naturally and not something he chases, but that'll just come from growth on that end. 
That'll be the difference in the playoffs and another trip to the lottery. It'll be the difference in Zion making an all-NBA team or just making an all-star team and being happy with that. Looking at Ingram, again, he's, he's gained the muscle. And after that breakout season, he got most improved player. He come back from his blood clots. He matched his scoring average. He scored more last season with Zion on the court than he did in the previous seasons. So that really speaks well to how this, these guys are going to pair up together. There's a lot of talk about all the spacing Zion needs. And now that we have Nikhil, Kyra, Trey Murphy, her, uh, we got all the shooting. We got better shooting last year, Graham. Uh, We've got better shooting last year than last year. J.J. Redick was living on name and reputation, not production, when he come to the Pelicans. Not when he left, when he come to the Pelicans, when that signing was made. Sure, he was a decent trade asset. Sure, if he shoots like he had historically done, we'd have been a better team. We'd have maybe got a few more wins. But with all the other things going on on this team, where would that have really gotten us? Not far. Now we have all the young guys. We have more shooting. And then when you look at how Ingram helps space the court, I mean, he he's really becoming a sniper out there. Ingram shot almost right at 39, 38.6% from deep. He shot 6.23s a game. He can get that to seven, and he'll flirt with 50, 40, 90 status. He'll be one of the better scorers in the league. He will live up, have lived up to all those KD comparisons maybe he doesn't reach kd's level because i mean there's only so many people that can reach true great levels like that on a top 20 top 50 ever list that's where kd will wind up if he's not already there but brandon ingram can be kd light with a zion and this team can really go go places one place i know this team's going is on the national tv schedule they're still going to be up there you're going to be able to watch this team a lot on the ESPNs, the TNTs, and looking at looking at our pairings, getting into that, looking at Zion and BI exclusively, looking at their player rankings will tell you a lot as far as how this how the national media views this pairing. One, you got Zion, who either from Sports Illustrated, CBS, ESPN, NBC, he doesn't really fluctuate much. BI, on the other hand, oh my goodness! So Sports Illustrated had Zion as the 20th best player and B.I. at 33. CBS had Zion as the 14th best player. They think he's going to be the 14th best player. He's going to make the third team All-NBA squad this year. CBS is that high on Zion. They think he's going to be healthy and he's going to play all the games. However, they think Brandon Ingram is going to be worse than 39 other players. They got him at 40. They got B.I. behind Aiton, Ja, Zach Levine, Shai Gilgis out of Xander, Draymond, and so many other. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that. I think over the life of his contract, B.I. is going to live up to $158 million, way more than DeAndre Aiton is going to live up to whatever max contract that's going to. He might get more than. He probably will get more than B.I in all likelihood just because of his draft slot and the fact that the caps went up you cannot tell me Aiton is going to be worth more than Brandon Ingram the way this game is played that's just not 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 where the values found anymore centers aren't worth that much Phoenix is saying that now 
I actually agree with ESPN's rankings. They got Zion at 23, not quite all NBA level. Uh, I believe Andrew Lopez wrote that one up, and there's some injury concerns, so you cannot rank him that high, and that's why ESPN actually has him lower than any of the other national uh, websites, even though ESPN is the only one with a reporter dedicated to the Pelicans. Sports Illustrated, CBS, and NBC doesn't have that yet. ESPN does have Brandon Ingram at 26 at the highest. They really believe he's going to jump up there and be an all-star level player again this year. They have him above some of those names I mentioned earlier. NBC, they only did a top 20 that I found. They got Zion at 20, and Ingram wasn't even in the honorable mentions. So they at least have him behind 25. And I truly believe, health-dependent, if Zion's healthy, he'll do what Zion's going to do. But for the Pelicans, the barometer of their season will be Brandon Ingram. Because... One, Zion's still chasing Brandon Ingram in a lot of ways. Zion might be the longest tenured Pelican by some way crazy, quirky coincidences in all the trades. But Brandon Ingram has been on the court more and just done a lot more to endear himself to this fan base. Brandon Ingram is already, listen to this, first in points per game at 23.8, already ahead of Anthony Davis who is at 23.7. Ingram is only going to go up as he takes more of a leadership role with this team. He's already seventh all-time in minutes per game. He's ahead of Drew Holiday in that category. He's eighth in total free throw made already. Fourth in free throw percentage. And if you get some qualifiers about so many free throws have to be attempted, he goes even higher because J.J. Redick is first with 90.5%. And Brandon Ingram just... He's, he just, at the end of last year, clipped into the 10th overall in points for the Pelicans in their history. In their history. Brandon Ingram is already climbing the charts like that for this team and this franchise. He's already signed long-term. He's already committed to it. His, frankly, his personality fits this city, and this should be his long-term home till he's at least 30 and giving it a go because the Pelicans will do anything to keep him around. And he's shown every bit of talent and commitment to this city and this franchise that they should want to keep him around and build around him no matter what happens. Unless something crazy happens, by the end of, not this year, but next year, the 2022-23 season, Brandon Ingram will be in the top 10, top 8 of games played for this franchise. Brandon Ingram should end this season in the top five of shots attempted all time. He's already that close. He's on the verge of top ten right now. And by the end of the season, he's going to take the shots if he's healthy. He's going to be eclipsing the names alike. Baron Davis, Tyreek Evans, P.J. Brown, Paige Stoyakovich. Eventually, he'll clip hopefully this season, Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson, so that the only names above Brandon Ingram after this year, as far as the scoring burdens on your shoulders, take this team to the promised land, above B.I. at the end of this year will be at one, Anthony Davis, two, David West, three, Drew Holiday, and four, Chris Paul. I believe adding Brandon Ingram to that, you would have close to a top five for a starting five for this franchise all time. Looking at B.I. and Zion as a duo and how they can look at some of these stats in this way to help serve our purpose, 
Look at free throws attempted by a New Orleans player. Tenth is Brandon Ingram. Ninth is Zion Williamson. They both got to get their percentages up, but by the end of this season, they will both be in the top five. And taking care of the taking care of the ball, making the free ones, that's going a long way to making sure this team can close out tough wins, keep comfortable leads, and really live up to their potential. They've got to at least make their free throws. Look, guys, every coach preaches it no matter what level, defense and free throws. you got to take care of the ball when you get a free shot at, to get some points on the board, and you really got to defend the rim, protect your nest. You know that's how it is. Look, we're 20 minutes into this. I'm about to go get ready for the game, try and get up in the building. I'm going to see some of y'all there. I hope to see the rest of y'all throughout the rest of the season. Hope to, hope, hope to catch you back on this podcast again tomorrow when we talk about this home game and the next pairing uh, of players and what they're looking like. So, hey, give us a five-star review if you can. Come on back. We're going to be doing some giveaways. Check Twitter. I just posted something about how we're giving away a free jersey. Sadly, it was an old, uh, it was an old Photoshop. It, it, it's not my work. It comes from the Basketball Podcast Network, and it's got Lonzo's number on it. I promise you, you will not be getting a Lonzo jersey unless you really want it. Matter of fact, if anybody wants something that's limited edition from Lonzo, get at me on Twitter. Say you heard it on the podcast. I'll send you a limited edition Lonzo Ball trading card. That's how we're doing it. That's how this podcast is done. Thanks, y'all, for coming in, listening to us again. Check out the DraftKings. Put in the promo code THBN. And, hey, protect the nest. Thank y'all so much.